Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another segment on the Urban Wine Club. Today we have a very, very cool segment, an educational segment that, uh, you know, the resident master Foti, my co-host and partner, is going to school us on something really cool. So uh, thanks for joining us, but I'm going to turn it right over to Foti so he could uh, get right into it. What's up, Foti? Ari, how's it going, my brother? Uh, Thank you so much for that great intro as always. You make me feel extra special when you do the intros. All tingly inside? Tingly, yes. And speaking of tingly, uh, this is actually one of our coolest segments because we often don't discuss this subject, but uh, we're going to break down or we're going to give you the intro to Greek spirits. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Because we have some really cool Greek spirits and I know nothing about them. I don't know what they are. I don't know, like, well, outside of drinking, I don't know. Right off the bat, you know, the national Greek spirit of Greece is... Ouzo. Ouzo, right? We've all had our fair share of Ouzo, whether it was uh, shots in the club, Greek nights. I mean, Ouzo is literally synonymous with anybody. You say Greece, uh, there's a couple of things. If you're talking about drinking and partying, and you talk to a non-Greek about Greece, they're going to think Ouzo. If you're talking about food, they're going to think Hiro. You know, we, ha- we have these kind of like stereotypes and, and Uzo is definitely one of them. Absolutely. But there's more than just Uzo that comes out of Greece uh, from a spirits perspective, right? Yep. So we're going to actually go into it and discuss uh, a little bit about Uzo, but also there's Tsipuro, Tsikudia, and Raki that actually are all um greek spirits that we've either a heard of probably tried but maybe have no idea what they are yeah and um the so let me ask you this uh another another uh spirit that a lot of people associate with greece um is metaxa well yes so metaxa is actually brandy no metaxa oh okay all right metaxa Metic size brandy and brandy by definition is actually uh, it's distilled wine. You know, what, what does that mean? So um, brandy comes from grapes. It, it was, you know, created and started in what we what we believe is France, modern times, but it has roots to ancient Greece and Armenia and Turkey and so forth. But that's a great subject for another segment. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but uh, metic is brandy. Um, and uh, Metaxa has actually placed, I think, Greece on the map as well over the years in the U.S. market because it was so well um, marketed and distributed throughout the country. Yeah, that, that, the marketing it goes a long way. But, so what, what, what the, the spirits we're going to talk about, Uzo, once again, is very famous. Everybody knows Uzo. So the other ones, they're, uh, I'm assuming, a little lesser known. Lesser known in, in depending on the generations and uh, the audience or the consumers, but um, you know, as Greek Americans growing up, I'm sure we've come across a grandparent, an uncle, or your dad, you know, someone in the family that makes homemade sipuro to some degree, right? 
Well, um, my 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 mom's family is named Tsikudakis. So there you go. We always used to joke that they invented Tsikudia. So you just made an important uh, point right now. Tsikudia, his origins are from Crete, but Tsikudia is also known as Raki, which has origins from Crete. Yes. So let's kind of break down real quickly because there's Tsipuro, there's Tsikudia, and there's Raki. So what's and, the difference between, well, I, you'll get into it. That's right. I wanted you to ask that question. So right here, we're going to discuss like, what is the difference? So basically, Raki, Tsipuro, and Tsikudia are basically the same thing. Oh, interesting. Right? It's just that uh, we'll discuss what they are, but it's just be- that they- it's the location. So Tsikudia is basically from Crete, Raki is from Crete, and then Tsipuro is from anywhere else in the country of Greece outside of Crete. Ah. So, they're, so Uzo and these great spirits of Raki, Tsipuro, Tsikudia, I know, what are they? You know, we like them because we drink a lot of it, right? Uh-huh. So, um, Uzo, which is the national spirit of Greece, you know, every taverna, uzeri, restaurant, you know, you, the classic iconic image of, you know, grilled octopus with like a short glass of Uzo that's either been diluted with water, that cloudy, famous look or neat. Um, but Uzo uh, is a little different than Tsipuro and Tsikudia. And the differences are that Uzo is a spirit that's made from alcohol and aromatic seeds. So there's a lot of aromatics that go into the process of making Uzo, right? Which gives it a very distinct flavor. Right. So Uzo can be made from either grain alcohol, a neutral alcohol to begin with. And then they distill it with a whole bunch of different ingredients, but the but the main ingredients that gives that distinct flavor in ouzo is anise. Mm-hmm. Anise is basically that driving flavor that's in ouzo. But a lot of what goes into these um, uh, processes with ouzo is, you know, there's fennel, there's mastica, there's coriander, uh, there's cinnamon, there's cloves, there's even ginger and orange. They, there's depending on the producers. You know, they like to add their own little touch on their production of ouzo. I, I, I seriously didn't know that, that it had that many uh, things yeah. going on. I thought but, it was just like the anise. And, uh... So if you, whenever, when you start to become an ouzo aficionado, which I think you are soon, uh, you'll be able to kind of, if you sip on ouzo straight and give it some time, let it just flavor on your palate, you'll be able to kind of pick up these distinct little nuances and flavors that we just discussed. But um, depending on who's making the ouzo, they're using different types of um, uh, ingredient, raw ingredients to make the, uh, the, the base alcohol. Mm-hmm. Base meaning is where they start. They can use grains. They can use molasses. Some of them use raisins. It uh, depends who it is. And then they add in all these extra um herbs and seeds into the pr- production to come up with these flavors. Mm-hmm. So that's basically uh, the, the short version to understand how Uzo is made. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a combination of using a base spirit and then adding these aromatics into okay. the production. Okay. That's Uzo. Tsipuro 
is a little uh, a little different and interesting where uh, most wineries in Greece and in other parts of the world, but let's talk about specifically in Greece, most wineries, after they're done fermenting and pressing their grapes, uh, there's obviously what's called the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Leftovers meaning the collection of must after fermentation and grape and wine production is over. Uh, there's grape skins, seeds, pulp, um, everything, all this that's left over. And instead of actually wasting and getting rid of it, it's actually used once again uh, to produce a distillate. So they actually take all of that and they distill it in a pot. So they boil it and they distill it and they get alcohol from it. And they bottle it, so it's almost like their version of a uh, of a. I'm not gonna, well, maybe moonshine. You yeah, know, I was they, gonna say moonshine. They, yeah, they take all this, they put it into a pot, and they let it boil, they let it distill, and from it they get a clear spirit that they call tsipuro. So it's basically uh, the result of the leftover, the leftover must grape skins, grape seeds, sometimes even like stems that gets. Uh, put into another vat and it gets distilled. That's tipuro. So tipuro is made from grapes. Tipuro is made from grapes. All right. I All right. am learning once again because I really, so even, though, even though it's something so common, common to my life and culture, if you just sat down and asked me, I'd be like, I, I don't know. It's alcohol. I don't know. It's alcohol, right? But it's it's interesting that this is a process that nothing goes to waste. That's awesome. It's like the green factor here. That's that's the Greek style. Right? So um, there's a good amount of wineries that actually have a twofold operation. They make their wine, and they'll also make their own tsipuro from what's left over. Most wineries, on the other hand, will actually just sell off all that extra must to distillers so they can make their local tsipuro. So, so Greek wineries will do this. What about... Non-Greek wineries, what do they do with the waste? Do they do any version of their own? Or do they- Absolutely. So another example would be in Italy, um, they do the same thing. And in Italy, their tipuro is known as grappa. Oh, grappa, okay. That's grappa in Italy. Um, and in other parts of the world, they do the same thing. Uh, in France and in Spain, they have a, you know, um, they have a similar process. So yeah, there, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a... Uh, a, a reason for everything when it comes to this. So um, even though, though in Crete, um, the term changes. So in Crete, it changes the Tsikudia. Because of my family. Right. So thanks to your ancestors, we have Tsikudia. And Raki uh, is, a, is a term that's been used over the centuries because um, that's also the term they use in Turkey uh, during, uh, you know, different... Uh, points in our in our time uh, during the pre-Ottoman uh, occupation, and so forth. Raki was the term that was used for tsipuro, and it stuck around. Do you, Do you have any idea where the term tsipudia came from? Tsipudia was it was is a term that originated from Crete. Okay, but because of occupations over the years and all this influences from Turkey and so forth, you know the raki was also used. That term was also used in Crete as well. Well, it sounds like Raki is the more the, the more formal term, and then somebody 
maybe it was my family. Well, we snagged it we and started report. making it and called it Sicudia. We need to report on this, let me tell you. Oh, oh, I would love to find that history. Right? Um, so, all very um, great productions uh, that I believe, you know, I've tried different types of um, distillates from around the world, but, you know, there's today's, today's producers are really, really honing it down and making some of the best. And when I mean best, what does that mean? When it comes to distillates, it's all about the flavor and the smoothness. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. could be pretty harsh because they're high in alcohol, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's a lot of great smooth uh, distillates like Tsipuro and Tsikudia coming out of Greece today. I have a couple that are right behind me that I can just maybe yeah. let our audience know. Like, for example, you know, there's two... Uh, locations in Greece that happen to be islands that are considered um, the uh, echelon of production of Uzo. So the island of Chios, right, and the island of Lesbos is considered to be making some of the best quality uh, Uzos out of Greece. Interesting. So um, one of the most iconic brands which we have with us is from Plomari, Plomari is an area in Lesbos, and this is from Barbayani. Barbayani happens to be a very popular, recognized uh, Uzo brand, and we're fortunate that we have it as well in our platform. Um, so this is their Uzo from Plomari. That's Plomari Lesbos. And then we also have a Tsipuro from a uh, <clears throat> mainland producer that also makes wine. And that also, the winery also is in our platform. But this is from the Katsaros family. And Katsaros is in Thessaly, uh, you know, a little bit mount, mountainous uh, area. But they make exceptional wine, but they also make exceptional tsipuro. And this is their tsipuro that was also available on our platform. Yeah. You know, very smooth, very tasty, and uh, very clean finishes. You know, they really, um, you know, they really take this serious. And again, I go back to mention that prior to maybe 10, 15 years ago, most of the tsipuro that was consumed was homemade. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, rem- I remember being younger and having like this, like home bottled, like tsipuria that like will just knock your socks off. You go blind. Right. Or you can use it as paint thinner. <laughs> but... Uh, and then the, the Raki uh, selection that we have actually to show you from Crete is actually Raki that's been distilled with honey. They takes on a new term called Rakomilo. Mm. So this is from Crete. Um, it's from the Roots Distillery. And notice a beautiful color um, yes. because it's been actually distilled with actual local honey from Crete. But this is Raki with Meli, so Rakomilo. So, so this has, if I remember correctly, because I'm not looking at the bottle right now, uh, but I remember looking at it. Yeah. So hold it up higher. Yeah. So it has, it, it looks like it has less alcohol. Yes. Are the other ones 40 proof? Yeah, 40 proof. Yes. And that one, what? 25? 25. So what 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 is do you know what's going on there? Why it's the it's the sweetness in the sugar from the honey that brings it down. Okay, interesting. But that doesn't mean that you can drink more because it has less alcohol. <laughs> That's what it means to me. Hmm. But 
and and you know these are these are classic staple items in these parts of Greece that we're just coming to like learn and discover and enjoy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've always come across uh, folks or people in our network that have heard of Tsipura, have heard of Raki, have heard of Tsikudia, but really don't know what it is. But you know what? I'll also say this. I have grown up with these terms, but because I was either a too young to like really enjoy that type of alcohol. It was just very harsh to me. Or I would have, like I said before, some like home brewed, just mishmash of whatever. And it was just like horrible. Right. So I've always avoided them. I've avoided them because to me, I just have these memories of this like harsh, whatever. So now it's nice to hear that these are like very well made, very well crafted, much, uh, much, much nicer, uh, like smoothness to them. So they're not like just something that I, that I feel like is like. And let me add this, Ari. These are also great after dinner um, offerings. And they're, you know, they're also can be considered digestivos where, you know, after a meal, having an ounce or two of tipuro tikudia really helps with the digestive process of your, of your meal. I'll tell you right now that I believe that 100%, but, but I, have my, I have my eye on the racomelo for that. It's not going to work if you drink it before you eat the water. Just, I'm gonna, before, right? during, and after. But you know, the, the racomelo just looks like it's going to be so good sitting down after dinner and having a, a little... You know what's cool about racomelo? That it's like the Greek version of a hot toddy. Yeah. So, right? They, um, you know, they you can take a... Uh, you know, you pour in some racomelo in a uh, Greek coffee pot. You can boil it over fire over your fire with like some sticks of cinnamon. Oh man! Let it, let it come to a boil. Pour that in a shot glass, and you're good to go. Dude, if it wasn't like 500 degrees where I am right now, I would do it. Unless we come up with an ice version. Yeah. <laughs> but man, Mark, uh, you know, put your calendars right now. The second it gets cool and cold out, that's my drink. That's your drink right there. Ari Racomelos. No, Tsikudakis. Oh, Tsikudakis. <laughs> it depends what time of the year you're in. <laughs> but there you go, Ari. That's basically the breakdown of the Greek, the intro to Greek spirits, which includes Uzo, Tsipro, Raki, and Tsikudia. Um, we all encourage you to at least explore and try one of these at some point. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um. It's like, it's like, it's one of those things where if you travel, if you go to Greece, have all these things because it's going to be part of the experience. If you can't travel, try these things because that's the next best thing of like getting the, the atmosphere and feel of the places you go to, you know, you go to Japan, you're going to have some uh, sake, you go to like, wherever you go, tequila in Mexico, like these things will give you that essence and these amazing Greek spirits will do that. Um, for, for, for if you can't be there and if you are there even better, like, amazing. I, would, I would take it a step further. I think that in my opinion, it'd be great to see every Greek American household to have in their back bar, a bottle of each of these selections there, because I think that it's important to our, our culture that we have these staple items always a part of our life. Yeah. And if you have guests coming over friends, family, and you have these things, I mean, it's always, always a good idea. 
and it's always like interesting and it's not like oh here's like a a beer like these are really cool um uh spirits to have on hand for any bar yes and and for those that are are interested that are listening to this you know we do have some great offerings whether you can purchase any of these individually but we also have some great packages that has bundles of the different spirits mm-hmm. that you can actually um, order and enjoy. Actually, now that I think of it, I think we should, uh, we should make, we should create a one or two more bundles because now I'm starting to think uh, we have a couple of combinations that would be really cool together. Absolutely. So, so we have them individually, like Fucky mentioned, and we have a couple of bundles, like for example, the great Greek spirit package. Yes. Then we have the great, what is it? The great Greek American spirit package, the Greek American spirit package, the Greek yeah. American spirit package. But now I'm thinking like, there's a couple of combinations that we could, uh, we could add to that list. So, Oh no, you got, you got the, you got the wheels turning right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep your eye out for that because we're going to, we're going to introduce a couple more, but again, they're, they're all available. <laughs> Try them out. They're really good. They're they're And definitely if you're like me and you had like, you know, you're like 16 in Greece and you have a shot of, uh, sequel vr whatever it's not the same thing <laughs> this is a lot better you mean the results are not going to be the same <laughs> that's what you meant to say yeah um yeah so know. again thank you Foti, for the knowledge that you bring um everybody out there thanks for watching and listening uh check them out on our platforms greek is on greek wine club and thanks for watching thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time when Foti brings the knowledge once again Cheers, everyone. Cheers, cheers, cheers.